After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu wassalam upon his family and upon his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yifsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' verily Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered to proceed ikhwan وَنَوَاسِلُ مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ So we continue tonight inshaAllah ta'ala in this blessed and noble night of ours seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord the most merciful and the most compassionate مُسْفِدِينَ مُتَعَلِّمِينَ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْفِقَةِ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْفِقَةِ As we continue to learn and to derive benefit with one another from the science of al-fiqh from the science of al-fiqh ma'a imamina wa shaykhina abdur rahman ibn nasir al-sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala fi kitabihi minhaj as-salikin minhaj as-salikin and we're reading with our noble imam our shaykh the great imam abdur rahman ibn nasir al-sa'di may Allah have mercy upon him in his book Minhaj As-Salikin Ma ma'ana Minhaj As-Salikin What's the meaning of Hadhal Unwan, this title? Minhaj As-Salikin The way of Methodology, the way of the righteous Ahsantum Uqtubu hadha, write this down ya ikhwan Minhaj As-Salikin Ma'ana kalimatil Minhaj The word of The meaning of the word Minhaj you're going to write At-Tariq At-Tariq The path The Naam The path Al-Kayfiyyah Oh I want you to write Al-Kayfiyyah You're going to write At-Tariq Al-Kayfiyyah The path 
that has been laid out. Or the how, the how, al-kayfiyah. At-tariq, or have it awla, and that one is better. At-tariq, the path that has been laid out. As-salikin. Was-salikin, hum al-ladhin yusafirun. And the salik, from the verb salik, yasluku, is the one that is traveling, transversing. فَمِنْهَجُ السَّالِكِينَ أَيْ طَرِيقَ الْمُسَافِرِ إِلَى اللَّهِ So the meaning of the word مِنْهَجُ السَّالِكِينَ You're going to write طريق, the path of those who are traveling to Allah. The path of those who are traveling to Allah. طَيْرِ أَيْنَا تَوَقَفْنَا وَلَعَلَّ هَذَا دَرْسُ الثَّانِي And perhaps this is our second class. This is our second class. And I think we're still in the introduction. We learned the word مسائل or مسألة. The issues, those أحكام. جميلا. قال الإمام مسعدي رحمه الله تعالى أما بعد to proceed فهذا كتاب مختصر في الفقه he says so this book is a summarized book in the science of al fiqh ما معنى المختصر what does it mean summarized أي short condensed أي الكلمات قليلة والمعنى واسع والمعنى واسع the words are few if you count the words up, If you were to count the words of those summarized books, the words are small. But the meaning is vast. The meanings are vast. The words are small. But the meaning is vast. He says, I joined together, I compiled in this summarized book of Al-Fiqh, Two issues. Between two issues. Al-Masail Waddalail. Al-Masail Waddalail. Between those affairs, those issues, Waddalail. And those proofs. Those proofs. Eh? Min al-Kitabi wa Sunnah. Waqtasara tu fi ala aham al-Umur. And I, mother, I summarize in it the most important affairs of al-Fiqh. Wa'adhamiha nafa'an. And in my opinion, those things that are the greatest a benefit. Based upon the dire need of this subject, meaning al-fiqh. And most of the time, I depend upon the actual text. He doesn't really give a lot of commentary upon everything. If the ruling is clear, it doesn't if it doesn't need no commentary. To make memorizing it easy. To make memorizing it easy. And to make it easy, easily understood and comprehended upon the new Muslim. So 
So most of us, if not all of us, when it comes to seeking knowledge, Yehwan, are considered to be beginner students of knowledge, even myself. And I'm at the head of all of you, Yehwan. وَقَالَ الشَّخْصِ كُتُبُكَ الَّتِي أَنْتَ تَشْرَحُ هِيَا أَوْهُنَّ عَظِيمَةٌ وَعَالِيَةٌ وَأَنَا لَا أَوَافِكُ مَعَ هَذَا يَخْوَانٌ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ نَشْرَحُهَا الْآنَ وَاللَّهُ عَالَمْ عَلَى دَرْجَةِ الْمُبْتَدِئِينَ وَاللَّهُ عَالَمْ And it amazes us sometimes some of the brothers they say some of the books you guys go over there are high level it's hard to comprehend and we don't agree with that Yehwan. Most of all the things that we learn nowadays, we teach, except maybe a few sciences, are on the level of the beginner. And the, the, the beginner student of knowledge have different levels. This one's a new student of knowledge, but he memorized the Quran. This one is a new student of knowledge, but she's memorizing hadith. For example, everyone, although our plane can be the same, can be on different levels. First thing I want you to write, the Ikhwan. He says, and we're still in the introduction for those that have the book, because knowledge is having knowledge of the truth be the lady along with the proof having knowledge of mother the truth be the lady with his proofs write this down ikhwan the meaning of knowledge the meaning of knowledge qala sa'di rahimahullah العلم معرفة الحق بدليله العلم معرفة الحق بدليله You're going to write knowledge is معرفة الحق Having knowledge of the truth Along with its proofs Having knowledge of the truth Along with its proofs So our Shaykh he says Because having knowledge of an issue Of an affair Along with the proofs to go with that This is beneficial knowledge This is correct knowledge we say seeking knowledge is obligatory. هذه مسألة that's an issue. طيب ما دليله على ذلك? We say seeking knowledge is obligatory. فعندنا مسألة وعندنا الحكم. So we have an issue. Seeking knowledge is obligatory, and then we have the ruling obligatory. طيب ما هو الدليل? What's the proof? إذا عندنا الدليل لهذه المسألة فعندنا علم صحيح لهذه المسألة. If we have proof to support that or to clarify the ruling of seeking knowledge, then we have knowledge of the issue with this proof, and this is correct knowledge. Who has a proof that seeking knowledge is obligatory? Yeah. I sent. <laughs> 
Surah Muhammad. Allah Ta'ala says, No, O Muhammad, fa'alam annahu la ilaha illallah wa astaghfirli dhanbik. That none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and then seek forgiveness of the believing men and the believing women to the end of the ayah. Ash-shahid. Having knowledge of the truth with his proofs. Pay attention to the end of the speech. Having knowledge of the truth with the proofs. So without having the proofs, whatever you're talking about, whatever the issue is, without having knowledge of the proofs, without having proof to support it, then that's non-knowledge. So knowledge is just as our beloved Imam, he says here, Sa'adi rahimahullah, is having knowledge of the truth along with the proofs. No. Sorry. قَالَ فَالْعِلْمُ مَعْرِفَةُ الْحَقِّ بِدَلِيلِهِ قَالَ الشَّارِحِ So the one who is explaining the words of Asa'di, he says, فَمَنْ عَرَفَ الْحَقَّ فَلَا بُدَّ أَنْ يَسْأَلَ عَنْ دَلِيلِهِ So whoever has knowledge of the truth is a must that he has to ask about the proofs. It's not enough to just talk about issues and this and this and this. No, what's the proofs, ya ikhwan? وَهَذِ يَدُلُّ عَلَى هَمِيَّةِ حِفْدِ الْكِتَابِ اللَّهِ and this shows the importance of memorizing and learning and studying the Book of Allah. Likewise, memorizing and studying the Hadith of the Messenger. He says, So the person can worship Allah upon knowledge, upon insight, upon certainty. Those things that he has been commanded to do so that he can have this yatuma'innu, he can have this ease and this certainty, this calmness, and he can be certain with regards to his knowledge. Qala Sa'adi, as Sa'adi continues, he says, Wal fiqhu ma'rifatu ahkam al shari'iyat al far'iyya bi adillatiha min al kitabi wa sunnah wal ijma' wal qiyas sahih. Then as Sa'adi goes on to mention a tremendous point. He says, and al-fiqh. What is al-fiqh? He says, al-fiqh is, and this is going to be our second part of homework, inshallah. Ma'arifatu al-ahkam al-shari'iyyat al-fari'iyyat. Having knowledge of the fari'iyyat. Those, not the foundational affairs. Those secondary legislative rulings. Bi'adillatiha. With their proofs, min al kitab from the book, was sunnah and the prophetic tradition, wal ijma and consensus, wal qiyas sahih and the correct analytical deduction. write this down, Nikhwan. Ta'arif al fiqh. Ta'arif al fiqh. What does it mean, al fiqh? What does it mean, al fiqh? الفقه في اللغة الفهم الفقه في اللغة الفهم In the Arabic language, the word الفقه means الفهم Understanding Means understanding الفقه 
means understanding. What is it That's in the Arabic language. طيب. وفي الشرق اجمع طيب هذا السؤال جميل يختلف العلماء مثلا الاجمع قد يكون من صحابة وقد يكون من من بعد صحابة أي من التابعين وقد يكون عموما when you say consensus or the اجماع you can be talking generally from the time of the prophet of Allah to the scholars of today or you can be talking about a particular time for example, هذا إجماع عند الصحابة You can say this is with consensus with the companions You can say هذا الإجماع عند أهل الفقه This is إجماع with the scholars of al-fiqh This is إجماع من أهل الحديث This is consensus with the people of hadith So it can differ Usually إذا يأتي بالقرين يبين If it comes with something that is connected to someone else It's usually mentioned it can be general. This is consensus. That's general. If the person wants to specify consensus with who? What type of people? What type of scholars? They may say, Ijma'u Sahaba. You hear that a lot. The consensus of the, the, the companions. You can say the consensus of the four Imams. The issue that's difficult upon most of us is that the word consensus. You may hear Sometimes you may hear this Imam says this is with consensus. All of the scholars say this. And then you find another scholar contradicts him. So not every time a scholar says هذا بالإجماع It doesn't mean it's إجماع عليك أن تبحث You still have to do the research وهذه يدل على هميتي الأدلة And this once again shows As the Imam mentions earlier The most important affair Learning the proofs أحيانا نجد قال النووي وبه الإجماع ثم نرى الشافعية يخالفه You find this a lot Imam Nawawi says And this is consensus all of the scholars say that. No scholar argues. And then you find a Shafi argues. You find Ibn Abdul Bar says, Sometimes you find the great Imam of the Maliki Madhab, Ibn Abdul Bar, by some of the best books of Al Fiqh, Ibn Abdul Bar. He says, And this with consensus. And then you find another scholar contradicts it. So it's not always just because someone says it, doesn't mean that. That's the issue. You still have to do the research. You still have to do the research. Could it also mean the majority of the... It can also mean a majority. You find this a lot, where one scholar differs from another scholar in the meaning, the verbiage, or the meaning of the verbiage that they're using. فمثلا يقول الإمام البخاري رحمه الله تعالى عندما يريد أن يبين في شخص ضعف يقول لا بأس به لا بأس به Sometimes Imam al-Bukhari when he wanted to be nice and say such and such is weak he would say in Arabic لا بأس به he's okay 
To Bukhari, that means he's weak. If he says, he are, nah, he, he cool. To Bukhari, that means he's weak. So somebody else, it may mean he's okay. Bukhari is saying he's weak. بعض العلماء الإمام أحمد رحمه الله تعالى يستخدم كلمة السنة بمعنى واجب كثيرا. You find the great Imam Malik, uh, Imam Ahmed رحمه الله تعالى, he used the word Sunnah to mean obligatory. A lot of times he says, "Ah, oh, هذا Sunnah," meaning واجب. Other scholars use Sunnah to mean recommended. So sometimes you have to learn كيفية استخدام هذا المتكلم. Sometimes you have to learn. You have to learn how is this sheikh using that word. Our sheikh Sheikh Mubarak rahimahullah taala fil Yemen, yaqul naam kathiran, kalimata naam kathir. Fa yadun al al-sama' anhu yujibu ila ila sawal. Yaqul naam. Wa hada leesa bil jawab. Hada uslubihi. Hada uslubuhu. Our beloved, the sheikh of all of our sheikh in Yemen, Sheikh Mubarak. When he speaks, he says the word na'am a lot. Na'am. How we in English may say, uh, um, um. And you would think he's answering the question. But he's not answering the question. That's just from the way he talks. The question comes and he says na'am. You think he's answering it? No, he's just getting ready to answer. Na'am. Yaqulullahu ta'ala. Kada wa kada. Na'am. Yaqulu nabi. That's just from his uslub, his manners. Sheikh Utaymin has that. He used the word tayyib. Tayyib. You listen to his audio? Tayyib. Tayyib. He says that a lot. I didn't hear right. So you have to learn a lot of time. That's a good point. How the scholars are using certain words. That's important. Tayyib. Uktubu hadha. Next thing we're going to learn. Ta'arif al-fiqh fi deen. What does al-fiqh mean in the religion? Arafnahu fi al-lugha. We learn what does fiqh mean in the language. Man yadkur, who can mention the word fiqh? What does it mean in the language? Understanding. 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 We're talking about salah, for example. I say, what's your fiqh upon this issue? What am I saying? What's your understanding? That's it. You say, Yaqi, ma fiqhuka fi hadal fi hadal bab. What do you understand in this in this issue, this affair? Al fiqh bi ma'na al fahm. The word al fiqh means understanding. That's the first part of tonight's homework. Al fiqh means al fahm. Al fiqh means al fahm. That's in the language. But in the deen, you're going to write ma'arifatul ahkam. Ma'arifatul ahkam. Al-Shari'iyya Do you want us to write in Arabic? Or trans transliteration. That's up to you, inshallah ta'ala. Akhtarukum alhamdulillah yastati'oon an yaktubu bil-arabiyya falhamdulillah idha la yumkinukan yaktubu bil-arabiyya la yumkinukan taktubu bil-arabiyya la ba'ts. Kama tashit inshallah ta'ala isa mashkilatan. Whoever can write, most of you can write in Arabic. If you can't, haven't reached that level yet, no problem. We can write it out, spell it out. 
transcribe it out, Arabic, English, Arabic it out. Or if you can write it in English, no problem, ya ikhwan. First word, ma'arifa. Ma'arifa. In Arabic, mean, ain, ra, fata. Ma'arifa. In English, M A R I F A T H. Ma'arifa. Al Ahkam. Al Ahkam. Alif, Lam, Alif. Ha. Kaf, Alif. Mim, Al Ahkam. Al Shari'iyya. Al Shari'iyya. Tayyip. What does that mean, Yaqwan? Ma'arifatul Ahkam al Shari'iyya al Far'iyya. Last word. Al Far'iyya. Al Far'iyya. Alif, Lam. Fa, Ra, Ayn, Ya, Tamar Buta, Al Far'iya, Al Far'iya, Tayyip. In English, having knowledge of the secondary issues of the legislative rulings. Having knowledge of the Far'iya, not the Asul, not the Aqidah, the secondary issues. Issues of worship. We'll learn that word next. Al Fara'iya, having knowledge of the secondary legislative rulings. Bi adillatiha, with their proofs. With their proofs. Menu Karrab, we can repeat that, Ikhwan. Al Fiqh Fiddin, Fadda. Anyone else? In English, Okay, translate. Having knowledge secondary issues the Next thing we're going to write. Ma'ana kalimati. Al Next word I want you to write. Al Fara'iya. He says, Ma'arifatul Ahkam al Shari'iya al Fara'iya. What does it mean, Fara'iya? The word Al Fara'iya. Laysat al Asl. Those things that are not the foundation. Fal Maqsud bil Fara'iya huna ma la yata'alluq bil Aqidah. Those things that are not from the foundation. You're not talking about Aqidah. You're not talking about belief when you're talking about the Fara'iyya. The issues of Al-Fiqh, you're not talking about Aqidah. Ma'arifatul Ahkam al-Shari'iyya al-Fara'iyya. The having knowledge of the Fara'iyya, the issues that are not connected to Aqidah, the secondary issues, the legislative rulings, the adillatiha with their proofs. So the word Al-Fara'iyya, you're not talking about belief. You're not talking about belief. So issues of al-fiqh, you're not talking about aqidah, is specific to the furu' those secondary issues, not the foundations, the branches. Al-aqidah wal asl belief is the foundation. The furu' are those branches. Al-ibadat, 
المعاملات issues of صلاة issues of worship issues of the general dealing with one another كيف المعاملات بيننا وبين النصارى الذين يعيشون معنا في نفس المدينة how do you deal with the non-Muslims who live with you in your city you don't find that in books of Aqeedah you find that in books of Al-Fiqh how do we deal with on Yom Jumu'ah? We keep parking in this man's parking lot every Jumu'ah. And he's angry with us. Oh, you Muslims, mashallah. And he's speaking bad about us, ya ikhwan. That's a sin upon us. Because this man, Mr. Johnson, he didn't give us permission to park our cars there. بَلْ يَغْدَبُ عَلَيْنَا But rather he's angry with us. هُوْ لَا يَفْرَحْ بِنَا لا يَغْدَبُ عَلَيْنَا He's not pleased with us parking there, ya ikhwan. He's angry with us. وَهَذَا سُوءُ مُعَمَلَاتِ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُ And that's bad manners. That's bad dealings between us and between our neighbor. So what is the mas'ala? Is it makruh? Is it haram? قَدْ يَكُونُ حَرَامًا وَقَدْ يَكُونُ مَكْرُوحًا It can be haram. The one who parks his car here can be committing a sin or it can be hated. The hadith is collected by Bukhari Muslim. The Messenger of Allah says, Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him speak good and be good to his neighbor or honor his neighbor or be dutiful to his neighbor or as the Messenger of Allah he says فَقَدْ يَكُونُ حَرَامًا وَقَدْ يَكُونُ مَكْرُوحًا عَلَى كُلٍ الْأَوْلَى إِجْتِنَابُ وَلَوْ يَكُونُ مَكْرُوحًا So it could be haram if we park our cars there without his permission or it could be hated at any rate it's still better not to do it it's still better not to do it I think off topic, we can talk about it after. It would be nice mm. to do a contract with him to offer a service in return for parking on certain days. Hey, something. That'd be tremendous. Either you're wafiq. If he agrees, either you're wafiq. Alhamdulillah. Either you're wafiq. Fal awla lana an la But suppose he doesn't agree. Then it's better for us not to park our cars. Some brother say, it's only an hour, ya akhi. Yumkinu han yasbir. Naam. La bas. Lakin hadha haqqo. A brother may say, man, it's Jumu'ah is only an hour. If that, half hour or so, he can be patient. He can be patient, maybe. But that's still his right. That's still his right. That's his property. It'd be more honorable if we park our car somewhere else and walk to the masjid. It'd be more honorable than to harm our neighbor. Then to harm our neighbor. So that's just something for us to ponder and consider inshallah ta'ala. Al-Islam yashmal mu'amalat bayna al-abdi wa bayna rabbi wa bayna al-abd wa bayna al-abd wa bayna al-abd wa bayna al-hayawanat. Hadha huwa kulluhu islam. Hadha kulluhu al-islam. Islam includes, is included of the worship between the servant and his lord. That's not it. And the servant and another servant. That's not it either. And the servant and even an animal, for example. All of that's called Islam, ya khwan. Kam hadithan 
فعل العبد خيرا للحيوان وغفر الله له ذنوبه ودخله الله الجنه how many hadith you find the man did one good deed what was that good deed he was kind he was honorable to an animal what did Allah Ta'ala do to that man he forgave him of his sins one action ya khwa what did Allah do after that into the man when he died into the jannah min hadith abi huraira alladhi asqa Ma'an lil kalb. The long hadith, ya khwan, about the man who got down in the well, took a drink, came back up, saw the, the, the dog, Yalhath, who was panting. He says, This dog is in the same affair that I was just in. Went in water, wanted something to drink. What did the man do? Tremendous hadith, ya khwan. So the man got back down in the well. You can imagine. The man got down into the well, filled himself, drank, got back up. He was ready to leave. And he saw the dog. So the man got back down, went down into the well a second time. And he filled up the water, he filled up his khuf with the water. وصعد البعرة, climbed out the well with his khuf. وسقى ذاك الكلب الماء. And he gave that dog to drink. MashaAllah. فقال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام, غفر الله له ذنوبه, وأدخله الله جنة. What did the Prophet of Allah say? Allah forgave the man of his sins. One action. One action. And then when he died, entered the man into the Jannah. هذا هذه الحرة مسجد الحرة هل عنده اسم هل سميناها هذه الحرة يا إخوان اسما the masjid cat do we have a name this cat هوبيس هوبيس جميلا طيب this cat here يا إخوان انظر إلى هؤلاء الناس الذين يعطونه أكلة ويعطونه شرابا أجرهم عند الله سبحانه وتعالى look at those brothers and sisters who we see feeding that little cat Giving that cat something to drink. According to this hadith, you can get your sins forgiven, ya khwan. Hadha karamun lil hirra. Wa fil hadith abhi huraira, karamun lil kalbi. This is being kind to a cat. In the hadith abhi huraira, he was kind to a dog. That's from Islam, ya khwan. You see a cat walking down the street, one of the brothers in Ramadan, one of the children, mashallah ta'ala, hawala an daraba, hawala an yadriba hadhi al hirra. وقال الشخص ولد آخر لا 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 هذه هرة للمسجد يا أخي أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ثم آخرون حاولوا أن يضربوه ما شاء الله ليس الهرة الأخ طيب remember in Ramadan one of the children wanted to cause some harm to the cat and you seen the other children ما شاء الله they was about to jump on the little boy no no fear Allah يا أخي that's the masjid's cat and they tried to jump on the little boy ما شاء الله تعالى Alhamdulillah yeah he had knowledge to know no this the masjid's cat this the cat يا أخي fear Allah you can go to the hellfire, or you can go to the jannah. That's Islam, ya khwan. وَهَذَا يَدُّلَ عَلَى جَمَالِ هَذَا الدِّينَ And that shows the beauty of this religion. قَالَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ لِأَنَّ الْأَحْكَامَ الْأُصُولِيَّةَ تُسَمَّ الْعَقَائِدَةِ He says, because the legislative affairs, the, uh, the rulings of the foundations, they are called aqeedah. الْفِقْ لَا تَتَعَلَّقُوا Bil Aqeedah. Remember, Al Fiqh is not connected to Aqeedah. No. Our time is up.
طيب قال next thing I want you to write down الأدلة what does it mean الأدلة proofs قال البراهين التي يستدل بها وتخذ من المصادر الآتية you're going to write those proofs and criterion that are used as a proof or that are used to dalubiha, that you use them as a as a source, a foundation. And they are taken from the following sources. Proofs are taken from some ulama say three, some say two. They are taken from the following sources. First source, the book of Allah. وَإِمَّا مِنَ السُنَّةِ Second source, the sunnah of the Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام وَالَّذِينَ يَمِلُونَ إِلَى الْقَوْلِ الثَّالِثِ يَقُولُونَ وَالثَّالِذَةِ الْإِجْمَاعِ And those that say there are three sources, they say the consensus. Some scholars say two, the Qur'an and the sunnah. Qiyas and ijma' Qiyas is different. Qiyas ليس بإجماعاً Qiyas is not ijma' Ijma' is aqwa, bila shak is stronger. Qiyas is like that analytical deduction. Mathalan, nara al masha al al khufain. Wa yashtaritu al al abd and qabla al yamsah al al khufain and yudhilahuma uhu al tahur. Fayakhudu qiyasan min hadha al hukum wa nadu hadha al qiyasa al al khimar. Mathalan, wiping over the khufs, you are allowed to do that. It's a sunnah if you put them on while you're in the state of purification. Right? So we take this ruling here that's applicable to khufs and we apply it to the khimar. The man is, this is called the khimar, the imama. You can say khimaran, imaman, or imama. Right? So the man yatawadda, we're making wudu. So, akhadtu al-qiyas min al-khuf, fa'adu'u hadha al-qiyasa ala al-khimar. Right? The man is making wudu. He takes the ruling of wiping over the hoofs while he's pure, and he says to wipe over the imama, you have to also be in a state of purification. So that's more like the qiyas. You take a ruling of something and you apply it to something else that looks like that. The issue, ya ikhwan, ahyanan hadha sahih, wa ahyanan hadha laysa sahih. The issue of the qiyas is that sometimes it's correct, sometimes it's not correct. I'll give you another example. Where does the imama of the women, where does she stand when the women are praying in congregation? In the middle of the row. Or in front. The women here, she's leading the Muslims in prayer among themselves. Where does the imama of the women stand who's leading the prayer? Same line in the middle. Or in the front. فَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ أَنَّهَا تَقُومُ فِي الْوَصْوَةِ الصَّفِ يَسْتَدِلُونَ بِقَوْلِ عَائِشَةِ Those that say the woman stands in the middle and leads the women in prayer, they use as their proof the statement of Aisha. مَذَا قَالَتْ عَيْشَةً مِنْ فِعْلِ عَيْشَةً From the action of Aisha. 
Aisha kanat ummu nisa wa qamat fi wasat as-saf. She led the women in prayer and she stood in the middle. So some scholars say what Aisha did is the correct position of the women. First row, in the middle, all the way. First row, middle of the first row. طيب. Okay. لكن قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام من حديث وائل كما رأيت موني أصلي. وكان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام يأم الناس ويقوم في أمامهم كما قال الشيخ. طيب. The Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام said an authentic hadith narrated by Malik ibn Huwaylid collected by Bukhari. Pray the way you see me pray. And where did the Prophet stand? He stood in the front. But some scholars say, although Aisha said pray there, it doesn't override the action or the statement of the Messenger. So some people use the qiyas of the, the, the Imam of the men, and he takes the same ruling and applies it to the women. So we're stronger, according to some, than what Aisha did. So the qiyas sometimes is right. Sometimes it's not right. Do we take like that that uh, that statement of Prophet as a general, or was he referring? Was he answering the men, or was he talking referring to the men, or was it generalized? I give you a principle, Yehwan. في أغلب الأوقات كل آية وكلو حديث نحكم بظاهرهما. Usually. The principle of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah is that you take the apparent, the apparentness of the verses and the hadith. Illa bil qurina, unless there's something to show other than that which is apparent. If it has some other explanation, imma min kitab Allah, wa imma min sunnah Nabi, imma min aqwal sahaba, or min aqwal tabi'in, or min luqat al arabiyyah, unless you have another verse. Saying, no, here is not the apparent meaning, it actually means this. Or you have a hadith, here is not the apparent meaning, it actually means this. Or the statement of the companions is not apparent, it actually means this. Until you get to the Arabic language. But usually you take that which is apparent. So in this hadith, So the Prophet of Allah is speaking generally. Pray, the way you see me pray. في أقوال الإمام مالك وأبي حنيف والشافعي وأحمد رحمه الله لأن كلهم قالوا هذا الكلام. Some people say when Abu Hanifa said and Malik said and Shafi said and Ahmed said that they were speaking to their students only. When Imam Ahmed says, for example, لا تقلدوني ولا تقلد مالكا ولا أوزاعيا ولا شافعيا لكن خذوا من حيث أخذوا. When Imam Ahmed said, for example. It's a beautiful statement, Yahwa. Somebody learned this statement. He says, La tuqalliduni. Don't blind follow me. Don't blind follow. And then he mentions some great imams that came before him. Imam Malik, Imam al-Awza'i, al-Shafi'i. He said, but rather take from what they took from. Meaning the Quran and the Sunnah. Some of the people who have some fanaticism to the Madhab, they say, لا لا لا. They say, no, he was only talking to his students, only. We're in that narration, is it exclusive to the students? So usually you take the narrations of Ikhwan upon their parent, that's a principle. 
يقولون لا يمكننا أن نقول أن الله تعالى فوق أو أن الله تعالى فوق السماء أو أن الله تعالى فوق السماوات السبع يقولون لا هذا لا يجوز Some of the different groups Sometimes the Asha'irah and the different groups They say it's not allowed to say Allah is above It's not allowed to say Allah is above the heavens It's not allowed to say Allah is above the seven heavens They say it's not allowed to say that Method وَإِذَا عِنْدَهُمْ دَلِيلٌ أَوْ إِذَا يَذْكُرُ أَشْخَصٌ آخَرٌ دَلِيلٌ لَهُمْ مَثَلًا حَدِيثًا بِهُرَ حَدِيثٌ مُعَاوِيَةٌ هُمْ يُنْكِرُونَ هَذَا يُنْكِرُونَ هَذَا هُمْ لَا يَأْخُذُونَ نَصَّ الْحَدِيثِ أَوْ نَصَّ الْآيَةِ أَوْ ظَاهِرَ الْآيَةِ أَوْ ظَاهِرَ الْحَدِيثِ فِي الْعُمُومِ وَاللَّهُ عَلَمَ so they oppose some of the hadith of the messenger of Allah or some of the ayat of Allah that show Allah is above Like the hadith of Muawiyah In which there was a slave girl So long narration He had a slave girl And the slave girl was watching this, the sheep And then one day a wolf came And took the sheep And he got offended And then he slapped the girl فَقَالَ هَذَا الْأَمْرَ عَظُمَ عَلَيَّ فَذَهَبْتِ لَلنَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَسَلَامُ فَأَخْبَرُتُ بِمَاذَا حَدَثَ He says And this affair got difficult upon me So you can imagine Ikhwan This man Muawiyah al-Hakami A great companion He had some flock, some sheep, and he had a young girl who was in charge of the sheep. And then they say she wasn't paying attention or something like that, and a wolf came and took one of his sheep. That's his money. You brothers that sell books or thobes or garments or whatever, you turn around and then one of the little boys hit the table. And then your oils sakatat al arat One fashorat. sahibuhu. So then one of the babies, by accident, taps the table, his oils fall over, and they break. So he's mad. So he's mad at the little baby. That's my rent money. I'm trying to, the little, uh, what's the young shape trying to get married? I'm trying to get married, you know what the Abbey is asking from me? That's my, that's my dowry money. So he's mad, mashallah ta'ala. So the wolf came, took the sheep. So he says, He said, I got mad just like Bani Adam gets mad. No excuse. He just clarified. I got mad. The same way the children of Adam from time to time get mad. He said, I slapped her. Sakka means to slap with your open hand. Then after some time, he said, this became hard upon me. He knew it was wrong, what he did. He's narrating what he did. This became difficult upon me. So the Prophet went, uh, so he went to the Prophet and he explained to the Messenger what happened. The Prophet said, bring her to me. He said, so I came with her to the Prophet. So the Prophet said to the girl, Who am I? Qalat, Anta Rasulullah. She said, You are the Messenger of Allah. Ida qalat, Anta Muhammad. Ma ma'ana hadha? Suppose she would have said, You are Muhammad. That would have shown what? That most likely she's what? It may indicate she's not Muslim. Hey, most likely she's not a Muslim. If she said, You are Muhammad. She said, Anta Rasulullah. You are the Messenger of Allah. Thumma qala Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah. Then the Prophet of Allah said, Where is Allah? Hada bayanun ala hada sawal jais. 
This shows asking someone where is Allah is allowed. Nowadays you go to a certain masjid and you say, Methodani Akhwan, ain't Allah. يَغْدَبُونَ لَيْكَ يَقُولُونَ فِيكَ أَنْتَ تَفْتَحُ فِتَنَةً يَا أَخِي لماذا تيتنا بهذا السؤال؟ Nowadays you go to a masjid and you say, I got a question here, Ikhwan, before we start the lesson. Where is Allah? They're going to try to fight you, Ya Akhi. They're going to say, hey, you're causing trouble. That's fitna. That's not allowed. Why would you ask that? Some of them say you're a bid'ah. Some people, hey, you're innovative. Especially they're in America. Everybody's an innovative America. <laughs> Some brothers don't even know how to write Alin, Ba, Ta, Ta, Jim. Walakin huwa shaykhun fi man man ahlil bid'ah. This man don't even know how to write Alif and Ba and Ta and Tha and Jim. But he's a shaykh and saying who's on it, who's off of it, who's an innovator, who's not an innovator. He's like, yeah, you don't even know how to make wudu. How do you know the mistakes of every person? You don't even know how to say this and that. You ask the average person, You ask the average person, and I'm not saying test nobody with this, here's an example. You ask the average person, hey, give me some proof of how the Prophet made wudu. I guarantee you're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Most of the people nowadays, we skip those hadith. You ask the average person, hey, Give me how the Prophet prayed, but mention proofs of everything you say. The Salah, many of us can't do that. You'll be amazing, Akhwan. You ask the average person, hey, what does this mean? Sami Allahu liman hamidah. Allah You ask the average Muslim, hey, what does salamu alaykum rahmatullah? Hi. How are you? The average Muslim, for example. So I'm not saying that saying who's on the sunnah, who's not on the sunnah is not from Islam. That's from, the, that's from Islam. But you don't even, it has its places. It's not for the everyday Muslim. The everyday Muslim is upon him and her to shut up. Most of us, Most of us, we're arguing and talking about this and talking about that. In the sight of Allah, it's haram for us to talk about it. Most of us. The everyday 9 and 5 Muslim, the blind follower, all he can do is shut up. All he can say is, this sheikh said that, some scholars said this, some scholars say that, that's it. He can't take a ruling. You have people nowadays haven't even studied nothing from hadith, nothing from fiqh, nothing from aqidah, nothing from the Arabic language. And they say, hey, who are mubtadi', who are ahl al-bidda', ahl al-ahwa, kayf, kayf anta ta'rifu hadha, kayf. He's going to say, this one's an innovator, that one's an innovator, this one is an innovator. How do you know? How? What's the, what's the categories of innovation? What makes a person an innovator? These are things that the scholars have clarified, Ya Khwan. It's not for the everyday Muslim. So most of us have to shut up. Why are you quiet, Master? You never talk. I don't have nothing to talk with. You can't go. You can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have, Ya Khwan. If you have knowledge of something, you can give it. But these are things that you leave to the people of knowledge, Ikhwan. It's impossible that everybody's an innovator all of a sudden. It's impossible. All the masajid in any state you mention. The average state has over 20 masajid. Everyone's an innovator except you. You're the only one on the sunnah. You, Yaqi, that your mind. No one's going to believe that, Yaqi. Qalari shakhsun, Yaqi. 
العلماء فقط في عصرنا الآن خمسة يا أخي هذا كذب وخطأ على الناس من يصدق هذا One of the brothers he said to us recently Out of all the scholars of today You only can take from five <laughs> Your mind does not allow you your heart, the heart of no one is going to accept that. Yeah. Your heart, if I tell you that out of all the books of Hadith, you only can read five of them. Your heart is, I, I promise you're not going to accept that. Out of the thousands and thousands of scholars of today, forget of the past, of today, you only can take from five. You choose any continent you wish. In the entire Africa, Africa, Mauritania, Misr, Tanzania, Senegal, Somalia, Ethiopia, uh, uh, Uganda, all the countries of Africa, Yaquan, I only can take from five of them. Five scholars, not five countries, five scholars, your mind, in the whole entire Yemen, you only can take from five scholars, in the whole Mecca, in Medina, in Oneza, in Qasim, you only can take from five, in the whole India, in the whole. Only five, your mind is not going to allow you. Don't ever believe the likes of that speech, Yaqwan. If you hear someone speaking like that, tell that person, don't lie about it, about it, about Al-Islam. Gather your belongings and flee from that person, Yaqwan. Out of all the thousands of scholars, you're not going to believe that, Yaqwan. Your mind is never going to accept the likes of that. Yes. Is that is that valid when someone wipes over their Regarding the women and the men. There's not a hadith, Allah alam, and the scholars of Al-Islam, they mention, the scholars of hadith, they mention, that shows for the woman to wipe over her khimar, or even the man to wipe over his khimar, that you have to be in a state of purification. Hada lil al-khuf. That condition is for the khufs. That hadith is mentioned for the khufs. Hadith Hudayfa, and the Imam Nasai, rahimahullah ta'ala wa ghayri, hadith of Hudayfa, collected by Imam Nasai, qala, and who can imagine Nabi Ali Sadu Salama, Fabal Nabi Salali was Salama, Fahawala and Yukrija, Hufay Nabi Ali Sadu Salam, Fakala Dahuma, Fenny of the Kaltuhuma, Ala Tahara, Okamakar Nabi Ali Sadu Salam, the Hadith of Hudayfa. All of you know this Hadith, Yehwan. He was with the Messenger of Allah one day, the Prophet of Allah urinated, and then he said, I got down to help the Messenger of Allah remove his hoofs from him. And the Prophet said, Dahuma, leave them. What's wrong? Leave them, leave them alone. But verily, I put them on while I was in a state of purification. So this is for the khufs. There's not a hadith, as the scholars of hadith they mentioned, that shows for the man or the woman that to wipe over your khimar, you have to have put it on while you have made wudu. But that's an example of qiyas. Some people use that, the hukum of the, the khuf, and apply it to the khimar. So the brother is making wudu. And then he gets to his head and he says, and someone says, hey, how can you do that? And he gives him the hadith, the Messenger of Allah used to make the, the mess sometimes. Some, one hadith says part of his forehead and the khimar, 
Another narration says he's chima. But you have to be in wudu. He said, where do I have to be in wudu? They say, what about the khuf? That's for the khuf. If you say the person has to be in wudu for the khima, what's the proof? That's why some scholars don't accept every qiyas. Not every qiyas is appropriate. When we take off, if we're in the state of wudu, we mm. take off the khuf in the state of wudu. Do we still have wudu? you may wudu. You put on your khuf. And then you took your khuf off. Does that yanqudu wudu'a? Does that uh, invalidate your wudu? The answer is no. What did you do? Tawadda'ta, you made wudu. Wa'adakhalta al-khuf. You put on your khuf. Thumma naza'tahuma. Then you took the khufs off. What did you violate? How did you invalidate your wudu? Those invalidators of wudu have, has to be a proof that you invalidated your wudu. Sometimes it's better to make a new wudu, depending on the issue. We were talking about this the other day outside the masjid. Sometimes the Ikhwan is recommended to make a new wudu. You didn't violate anything. But it's still better. Mathalan all of us are sitting in the masjid, and inshallah, we all are in a state of wudu. Ja'a waqtu salah, then it's time to pray. Had you istahabu lana anna tawadda? Is it recommended for us to make a new wudu? The answer is yes. Every time it's time to pray, it's highly, highly, highly recommended to renew your wudu. Even if you didn't break it. Like eating camel meat, for example. So it's some issues that you didn't break your wudu, but it's better to make a new wudu. Sometimes wudu, it refreshes you, revives you, for example. So you don't always have to have invalidated it, but to say you need a wudu, that's different. You have to have dissolved or invalidated the your wudu. The question is, if you move the, the khuf, uh, does that invalidate your wudu? Move again the wudu? So like before that, do you need a wudu? No. We're all in the, we're, we're going over the wudu class, inshallah ta'ala, when we get to the chapter of wudu. Somebody took wudu? Huh? And then you put on the hoofs, and then he took his hoofs off. Yeah, Sometimes the hoofs are uncomfortable. You sweat, mashallah ta'ala, they're leather. Is there, is, it's, that, is there a different opinion on that one? Or is it Jiba? Fima alam ya khwanullah alam, mahafitukulla aqwalil aimma. I haven't memorized every position of the scholars. However, there could be some that say that. Allah alam. But there's no proof that you invalidate your wudu. Remember, Yaqwan, knowledge is not upon you to memorize everyone's opinions. No. But try to memorize their proofs. For a whole different level. Whole different level. So, some scholars may say, this breaks your wudu. That's not my argument. So, is there my, any uh, proof for when we are here, uh, uh, extended session uh, before Isha, uh, uh, to make a wudu? Before the Salah? Before the Salah. Is there any. Uh, for that. The apparent of the verse in Surah Al-Ma'idah This hadith is general. The apparentness of the verse. Oh, you who believe, whenever you intend to pray, then wash your faces and your hands to your elbows. 
So many scholars, they say here, then tent, Allah is talking about those who are in need of salah. Yes. But you can also derive the general meaning. All you who believe, whenever you intend to pray, then wash your faces and your hands to the elbow. So many of the ulama use the likes of that verse. No. So going back to the point, we, you make a wudu. You, on the sunnah, you don't see this sunnah a lot here, especially in the summer times. Maybe somebody revives this sunnah. You try to get some khufs, inshallah ta'ala. It's hard in the heat, but just as a sunnah. Even one time in your life. That's tremendous, ikhwan. He pits on the khufs. Why? He's pure. He has to be in a state of purification. Then he takes the khufs off. He's sitting. Mughrib and Isha is hot. Nobody got no water tonight. You know, we're thirsty. It's hot outside. His feet are sweating. He takes his khufs off. If you say he invalidated his wudu, you need proof. If taking your sock off and validates your wudu, your khuf <laughs> invalidates your wudu, where's the proof? What if you wipe over it mm. and then like you break the wudu and then you take them off after it? You make new wudu with them huh? and then you take them off. Does it invalidate your wudu? Yeah. Same thing. As long as you put them on while you're in a state of wudu and then you're sitting there waiting, mashallah ta'ala, you get hot. You take them off. And you didn't break your wudu. The things that break your wudu are mentioned. Something comes from the Sabilain, from the two private parts. Oh, and no, you go to sleep, methalan. Uh, what else, Yahuwah? Uh, unconsciousness. Vomit. Uh, if you vomit on purpose. Now, does vomit break your wudu? Allah, no, no, not vomit. No, no, that's something else. Not vomit. Uh, if you bleed profusely, yes. What else, Yahuwah? Unconsciousness. Hey, now. What if I'm sitting like this and I go unconscious? And you doze off. Like and no, no man. And no no man. Somebody benefit here, Yekhwan. There are two types of sleep. Not every sleep. Not every sleep is the same. The man is, he, 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 uh, he sleep, but he still can hear. He still can perceive what's going on. If you call this sleep, it's going to be light sleep. This is really a doze off, for example. And this is the hadith that many scholars, they say, it depends on how you sleep. Some scholars say if you have something on your back, if you're lying down, you have to make wudu. No, that's not correct, Yahuwah. The correct opinion is, has nothing to do with your position. It's about did you really go to sleep? Or no? Did your mind doze off or no? You could be standing, you could be sitting, you can be yastalqi al ard you could be on your back, you, it doesn't matter. If you doze off in the time of the Messenger of Allah, some of the companions, they made wudu and they're waiting for the salah, and some of them nodded off. They doze off. The Prophet The Prophet came, they stood up, and they prayed with him without making wudu. This shows that what? They didn't really go to sleep. They didn't really, they just doze. We're making wudu, we're about to have the Isha and the brother sitting there. His mind is there, he's almost asleep. He dozes slightly and then he wakes up. He didn't go to sleep yet. But if his mind is not there, he's asleep. I remember I was in a masjid with Wallahi Ikhwan and this really encouraged me to want to go seek knowledge. We was at a community, African-American community. Uh, 
and one of the brothers was asleep. Who can yanamu nomatan thaqilatan jiddan? This brother was asleep. He was calling him. Mashallah. He was snoring. He was so loud with, yeah, shake, yeah, shake. Qarabat al salatu. The salah is coming, yeah. He was, mashallah. He was so loud. But he was sitting up. He was leaning up. But he was so loud. He was, he was calling him, yeah, come on. So the brother came, called you then. He was still asleep. Brother said, hey, yeah, shake, yeah, shake. Time to pray. He was asleep. He woke up. Oh. Brother said, hey, you know you don't got to make wudu, right? He's like, I don't. He knew he was asleep. He said, I don't got to make wudu. He's like, la, la, la. Because you wasn't on your back. <laughs> and this shows the importance of learning at Quran. The one who doesn't know. The one who doesn't know is going to harm himself and someone else. You know, this, uh, Sheikh, this, yeah. this, there's times where you can actually hear your own snore. Yeah. Sometimes you can wake your own self up. You in the mess all by yourself. Yo, oh, what you doing, huh? You the only one in there. There's no, uh, that was you, yeah, he? That was you. <laughs> one, of, one of my old uh, teachers. Um, Man, I was uh, one of my old teachers when I was younger, he used to tie his imama. Uh. Like this, uh, onto his knee to keep him up, and yeah, and also no. the nap like this. But I, I, I don't remember ever him uh, making wudu afterwards. Now, if he was really asleep, you have to make wudu yakhwan. If you're you dozed off for a moment, you didn't really get into sleep, you didn't sleep, or you may call it a, a, a small sleep or light sleep. We may call it dozing off, nodding off. The sister says, You mentioned hoofs, my father to this day still wears hoofs. Mashallah, may Allah accept it from him, may Allah accept it from him. No. Just a quick point. I frequently make uh, over socks. Does mm. the qiyas extend to socks? So, this is the difference between the scholars of al-fiqh. They differ in this issue. Are the cotton socks like or in place of the leather socks? Some of the scholars, some of the scholars they say wiping over the khuf or wiping generally is only for the khufs. They say because in the narrations only khufs was mentioned. But the socks in the time of the Messenger of Allah wasn't the socks of today. Their socks was the leather socks. That's all they had. That was their socks. The men wore them, the women wore them. That was their socks. Time is different now. You have cotton, polyester, silk for the women, not the men. Leather. So some scholars say, no, leather was mentioned. That's what they had. You want a white? You have to have the leather socks. Some scholars say that. Other scholars, they say no. That was their sock in that time. They didn't have the cotton. They didn't have the polyester. They didn't have that material. So as long as the cotton is like the hoof, it resembles the hoof, then you could do the same thing with it. As long as it covers your whole foot. It can't be like some of the brothers, mashallah ta'ala, Somaliin, yalbisina ya'khwan la'araf ismahum. 
Show Hey, some of the Somalians they wear, mashallah. No show socks. There's not really a sock. What's it called? No show. The no show socks. You know, you got the nice Michael Jordans, and I, I don't want this. I don't want my. I don't want my sock to show. You know, it's cool. I, don't, I want it to look like I'm not wearing socks, but I don't want my feet to sweat out my Michael Jordan sneaks. So they wear the no show. It's like the ankle socks we say, but you, they're socks, but you can't really see them through your sneak. But it doesn't cover your whole foot. If your sock doesn't cover your whole foot. And it's not really a sock. So it doesn't necessitate that your socks withstand water? Like it's, uh, it's not really, I don't know, proof to support. Some scholars say that, especially those who lean towards, it has to be the hoof. <laughs> because the leather, your foot is not going to get wet. Holes in your socks. But if you have holes, and just say the holes are, it's like you're asking, how is this sock still on your foot? Yeah, <laughs> with those holes like that. Something like that, it may, uh, doesn't appear that wiping is sufficient. But we have a few little small little holes, a few little holes, no problem there. But if your foot, you see more foot than material, more foot than cotton, then you wiping is gonna do what? Like having a kufi on, that's not really a kufi. It's more like a little, I don't know the word there, a little a knit ball. That's something different. A little yamaka. That, you know, it's not really a kufi. At any rate, the scholars do differ, yeah, Juan. You're going to find a lot of that in the time of the, uh, in the, time of the, uh, the early Mabal Afib, from the time of the companions, all the way to the scholars of today. At any rate, I'm going to get that and then continue. What about coming from the closet? I don't know what you mean, coming from the closet then. Oh, coming from the bathroom. So the sister says, what about coming from the bathroom or the closet if she intends the bathroom? It depends. What did you do there? If you just went to the hammam and came out, that's different. There's nothing upon you to make wudu. However, if you use the hammam, you did a number one or number two, then it's upon you to make a wudu. Anything comes from the sabilain, comes from the two exits of your body part, then it's upon you to make a wudu. Let's continue, Ikhwan, and get some more benefit before we close out. That's the last issue of the wudu, of the khuf. Allah. Would that be the same also for shoes as well? For shoes, Ikhwan, قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ يُوجَدُ حَدِيثٌ مِنَ النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ وَسَلَمْ أَنَّهُ يَمْسَهُ عَلَى مَذَا عَلَى الْحِذَا لكن ما وجدته هذا الحديث البتة لا أقول أنه ليس موجودا أقول أنني أنا ما وجدته Some of the scholars have mentioned that there's a narration that the Prophet wiped over his shoe, his sandal I've never to this day, this is not a proof my humble estimation, I've never come across the proof the origin of that hadith 
But some do say you can wipe over the shoe. I'll say if it fits the hoof, if your shoe, say some of the boots, and ties up and lays up your whole shoe, your whole foot, if it, if it, if it resembles the hoof there, then that would fit in Allah. But to say it's a sunnah, Allah. Allah. طيب قال سعدي رحمه الله وقتصر على الأدلة المشهورة خوفا من التطويل. He says and also I summarize, I suffice by mentioning the famous proofs from the people of knowledge. خوفا من التطويل out of fear that I don't make this book too big. So he mentions those famous narrations, not to make the book a real big book. وَإِذَا كَانَتِ الْمَسْأَلَةُ خِلَافِيَةً اتَّصَرَتُ عَلَى الْقَوْلِ الَّذِي تُرَجِّحُ أَوْ تُرَجَّحَ عِنْدِي تَبَعًا لِيَدِّلَةَ الشَّرْعِيَةً Now this next point I want you to pay attention to ya ikhwan. He says and if the issue that I mentioned the scholars differ. Some scholars say, some scholars say, some scholars say. Like we're talking about tonight. If it has khilaf then I sufficed myself in this book by mentioning the strongest opinion to me. The strongest opinion to me. لِأَدِّلَةَ شَرْعِيَّةً Based upon the legislative proofs. نَسَدِّلُ مِنْ هَذَا أو نَفْهَمُ مِنْ هَذَا We understand from here, يَا إِخْوَانَ أَحْيَانًا الشَّيْخ أو العالم يَخْتَلِفُ مِنْ شَيْخٍ آخر أو مِنْ عَالِمٍ آخر Sometimes, and this is important in Al-Fiqh, as you're going to see, inshallah, in your studies of Al-Fiqh, some scholars differ from scholar to scholar in the issues of al-fiqh. الذي يكون من يترجح عند البخاري لا يترجح عند الشافعي مثلا. The issue that's the strongest opinion to Bukhari perhaps is not the strongest opinion to al-shafi'i. الذي يترجح عند الأحمد لا يترجح عند الإمام الشافعي. The strongest opinion to Ahmed was not the strongest opinion, for example, to a Shafi'i in every issue. And this is not to say sometimes nowadays somebody differs and he has his, he has his proofs. They say, oh, I thought you was on the Sunnah, ya khi. And his position is a position that's held by the scholars of the past. So different does not mean you're not on the Sunnah, ya khi. مثالاً أعطيكم مثالاً أنا وشيخ مايرا كنا متكلمين عن هذا مين أبي لبذر أبي لشيخ مايرا we talking about this one night فكيف المصلي يجلس في التشهد how does the person pray and sit in تشهد يوجد عدة أقوال there are many positions يا إخوان الإمام مالك رحمه الله تعالى يرى السنة التورك التورك في جميع التشهد مهما كانت الصلاة الإمام مالك firstly his opinion was you sit متوركاً there are two ways to sit we learned the terms متورك when you have your right foot up and you slide your left foot under your right and you sit on your buttocks this is called متوركاً متورك where your right foot is up you guys can see me your right foot is up and you sit Put your left under your foot and you're on your butt. This is called mutawarrik. Imam Malik says you sit like this in every tashahud. No matter what the salah is. Hey, Imam Malik, whatever salah you're in, in every tashahud. Mathalan, in the fajr, he's going to sit in the second raka'ah like this. Right? In duhu and asr, in the second and the fourth. 
He's going to sit like that. In Maghrib, the second and the third. In Isha, the second and the fourth. That's Imam Malik. Imam Ahmed has one of the most famous positions. If you're sitting in, you only sit mutawarrikan in the last raka'ah of a four raka'ah prayer or a three raka'ah prayer. That's Imam Ahmed. So in the Dhuhr, in the Asr, in the Maghrib, in the Isha, in the last raka'ah of those salah, you're going to sit mutawarrikan. That's Ahmed. A Shafi'i has an, uh, that's Ahmed and Abu Hanifa. A Shafi'i has another position. He says you sit mutawarrikan in the last raka'ah of every salah. Of every salah. At any rate, they all have their proofs. Another issue that the scholars differ in, Imam Malik was what to, uh, Imam Ahmed was what to a Shafi'i? What was Shafi'i to Ahmed? His teacher. One of his most elite teachers. Imam Ahmed said, لا أصلي صلاة ما إلا أدعو لشافعية فيها Okay, my father, Rahimallah. Ahmed said, I don't make a salah. Not a salah. Except that I make dua for Shafi'i. MashaAllah. Imagine having a teacher that you benefited so much. Not a salah passes by. Except you make dua for that, that teacher. That was Ahmed to Shafi'i. The issue of if you tarik a salah, leaving off the salah, hal yakunu kafiran or musliman? Is he a disbeliever or a Muslim? The one who does not, he believes he has to pray, he knows he has to pray, but he doesn't pray. Is he still a Muslim or not? There's two views. Huh? There's two views. Two views. What does Shafi'i say? Tell me one view. Hey, tarik a salah. So that's the position of Imam Ahmed. A Shafi'i says, uh, he's a Muslim, but he's in a state of disbelief. Ahmed says, use the same proof. Imam Ahmed says, he's a disbeliever. Tayyip. A Shafi'i says to Ahmed, Tayyip, how does he become a Muslim again? A good question. Ahmed says, يتشهد. he has to take a shahada again. A Shafi'i says, he already did it. Now see the argument. Nice argument, manners, not, oh, Ahlul Bid'ah. <laughs> not like us. Nowadays, you differ with anybody today. Oh, you're an innovator, Yaqi. You'd be like, spill it. Spill it. <laughs> Most likely can't spell it. May Allah help us At any rate, tayyip. And that doesn't mean it's a condition that you have to know how to spell the word. No, I'm not saying that, Yaqi. At any rate, everyone's an innovator nowadays. The man who doesn't know how to recite Al Fatiha can tell you who's an innovator, who's not an innovator, who's the... Strange, when the scholars of today don't talk like we talk. The major scholars of today, you mention them, they barely listen to the word, or they barely use the word, bid'ah, bid'ah. Inshallah, we're gonna start playing some scholars' audios to familiarize ourselves with the scholars, not just read their books, but I wanna sometimes play their audios, inshallah. They don't talk like we talk. You hear Sheikh Fawzan, Sheikh Udameen, Sheikh Ibn Abbas, Sheikh Albani. They barely use the word Ahlul Bid'ah, Bid'ah, Bid'ah. Everyone's not an innovator to them. It's not like that, Yaqwan. It's not like that. And then how can you call him an innovator and no one went to him? No one tore him? No one showed him that he was wrong? How? So a Shafi says to Ahmed, Kayfa Yuslim, how does he become a Muslim? Ibn Ahmed says, Yatashahad. He has to take a shahad again. Uh, Shafi says, وَقَدْ فَعَلَ He already did it. 
So they differ. To, to Ahmed, he invalidated his shahada. To Shafi'i, he did not invalidate it. That's his biggest shaykh. It also shows that they didn't use the blind follow. They differ with each other, but they differ with manners and kindness and gentleness. You have your proof, he has his proof. Alhamdulillah. You shouldn't go to blows, ya khwan. One of the brothers said, can you remind the people to stand up shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot? Sometimes the imams that are masjid, they say it, but nobody moves. They keep the gaps. Tell you, if you try to step to someone's foot, you remind the brother nicely, it's a sunnah, ya khi, mashallah, may Allah bless you. Line them shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot. You do your due diligence. And he doesn't move. Or you have a black foot and he has a white foot and he says, hey, oh, 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 I'm not touching that little black foot. Some people are like, <laughs> that's not a joke. Yeah. That happens, yeah. Juan. Sometimes we have some classism, we have some racism, and we don't even know it. Sometimes, yeah, Juan. Some of the brothers who are a little mashallah, a little sadiri, and then a brother, his little foot, he, he leaves. <laughs> He has some ash on his little foot. He needs some little, just made wudu methalan. So he has a little ash. And then he try to put his little ashy foot next to this brother that's a little classy, little sadiri. He's, oh, yeah, and he tries to find a reason to switch, switch spots. Yeah, yeah, you, you want to get by the window? <laughs> that happens there. Or the brother, may Allah forbid, his iman has not reached that level. So he has some racism in his, with, with him. So he sees one culture to be higher than another culture. So his, his companion comes and touches his foot. He may have an issue here. Islam is free from all of that. But these things happen sometimes. And we have to remind ourselves that sometimes that happens. At any rate, you do your due diligence. And he doesn't move. And you say, yeah, it's a sunnah, mashallah. And you move over. One of the brothers, he prays, trying to touch the road. His feet are so wide, trying to... This brother doesn't move, that brother doesn't move, so he's trying to do the sunnah. So his legs are so, so apart, you can't pray like that, yaqi. Nor is it upon you to do that. And if you pray with your legs so far, you're not shoulder to shoulder. Sometimes the feet of the brothers are too close to each other. And sometimes the feet are too far apart. Both of them are wrong. If your feet are too close, you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder. It's impossible. And if your feet are too far, you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder. So the sunnah is that you're in the middle. Your feet are right below your shoulders, right underneath your shoulders. If we all do that, we can fill the gaps. Another point that is, it blows my mind, Yaquan, no matter what method have you follow, a brother says, I'm Maliki, I'm Hanafi, I'm Shafi'i, I'm, I'm Ahmed, uh, Hanbali, no problem. They all agree that what? If the hadith is authentic, this is my madhab. All of them agree to that. So if you're Hanafi, and you're Maliki, and you're Shafi, and you're uh, Hanafi, uh, uh, you follow the matter of Hanbal, Iman Ahmad, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, they agree that the Sunnah has more rank. So don't say now, oh, Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik. No, they all agree that the Sunnah of the Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, has more right to be followed. But sometimes you see the brothers, we put our feet too close. Sometimes we put our feet too far. But if somebody doesn't move, no problem. You did your job, Yekhwan. He doesn't move, you say, Shukran, Yaqi. You don't want to touch my little black foot, no problem. May Allah bless you. May Allah raise you. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah. What else can you do, Yekhwan? We'll stop there. These are just jokes, Yekhwan. I don't want no one to get offended yet. These are just jokes, Yekhwan. May Allah bless you.
So the last point, Juan, we went over our time slightly. We hope the people, or let's make it after the song. Just in case somebody has to go. Okay. 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 الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله هيا على الصلاة هيا على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث ضيف إبراهيم المكرمين إذ دخلوا عليه فقالوا سلاما قال سلام قوم منكرون فراض إلى أهله فجاء بعجل سمين فقربه إليهم قال ألا تأكلون فأوجس منهم خيفة قالوا لا تخف وبشروه بغلام عليم فأقبلت امرأته في صرة فصكت وجهها وقالت عجوز عقيم قالوا كذلك قال ربك إنه هو الحكيم العليم قال فما خطبكم أيها المرسلون قالوا إنا أرسلنا إلى قوم مجرمين لنرسل عليهم حجارة من طين مسومة عند ربك للمسرفين فأخرجنا من كان فيها من المؤمنين فما وجدنا فيها غير بيت من المسلمين وتركنا فيها آية للذين يخافون العذاب الأليم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين إلى يوم الدين أما بعد طيب after praising Allah Taala يا إخوان send in the salutations upon the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام and his companions and his family to the establishment of the last day. فسؤلنا يا إخوان أي كيفية من أحسن كيفيات بالنسبة إلى تحسين الصف أو إقامة الصف. هل نبدأ من كعب الكعب أو أطراف القدمين؟ أيهما أفضل؟ والله أعلم. طيب. One of the brothers he asked, what's the best way of straightening the rows regarding the establishment of the salah? Do we line up, طيب, ankle to ankle or that you start at the tips of the toes, which one is the best? طيب أقول أولًا يا إخوان عندنا مساعدة أو مساعدة الحمد لله في مسجدنا هذا. Firstly, we have some help at our masjid, mashallah taala. هذا ماذا القماش الجميل والحمد لله فيه الخطوط. فيمكننا أن نستعين من خط هذا القماش. طيب. Firstly, we'll say this beautiful carpet that we have at our blessed masjid here, we can use it to help us. As the carpet has some lines, mashallah ta'ala. طيب. فهذه الصفوف مستقيمة فيمكننا أن نستعين المساعدة من هؤلاء الخطوط. So these lines are straight lines. So we can benefit from the straightness of such lines, inshallah ta'ala. طيب. هل نبدأ إن شاء الله تعالى من الكعب أو إلى أطراف القدمين؟ Should we line up ankle to ankle or toe to toe؟ طيب يقول النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام في بعض الروايات It comes in some of the narrations والكعب إلى الكعب والمنكب إلى المنكب In some of the narrations it mentions the ankle to the ankle and shoulder to shoulder طيب فبين النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام so the Prophet is clarifying here in this hadith, in the likes of this hadith, and other than this hadith, that the person stands Ka'aban ila Ka'a So he stands ankle to the ankle of the brother beside him and shoulder to the shoulder of the brother beside him. There's a narration of Anas in which he mentions three things. Al Ka'abil al Ka'ab. والمنكب للمنكب والركبة للركبة. and the hadith Anas mentions Anas passed by some of the tabi'oon and he said in time of the messenger of Allah we used to line up كعب للكعب والمنكب للمنكب والركبة للركبة. we would line up ankle to ankle, shoulder to shoulder and knee to knee. how do you stand? how do you line up shoulder to shoulder, ankle to ankle and knee to knee? how do you do that? fit your knee. But how would you be? If we stand, if we stand here, how are we going to be ankle to ankle, shoulder to shoulder, and knee to knee? By tying rope around each other. Tying a rope? Like leading to the person. The intent here of Anas, the knee, like it's just filled with the shawl, nothing. So then the word of Anas, the knee to knee, is when you're sitting. It's not when you're standing. Some brothers say, oh. You guys know what the shadi doing. How are you going to do what Anas said, standing? I can't be knee to knee with the brother. Because you're misunderstanding the meaning. When you're standing ankle to ankle, shoulder to shoulder, 
But when you're sitting, this is the intent of Anas' speech. So if a brother is here, he's too far back. So he should move up. And pit his knee to the brother's knee. Different heights. So if you have different heights, we'll get to that inshallah. So now, two brothers, understand inshallah, are slightly shorter. So our brother is a little taller than me. So his feet is a little longer than my feet. But if we learn the toe to toe, right? You keep your feet still. So now, well, to get somebody a little bit shorter or a little bit taller, our feet are close. So give me somebody shorter or longer than my feet. A little longer. Hishmatullah's feet is short, mashallah. So now I go toe to toe. So if I'm toe to toe, the row is not going to be straight. I'm taller than him, he's shorter, but our feet are toe to toe. So if we lined up like this, number one, the row is going to be crooked. Right? Also, the Prophet said, Ka'bi the Ka'b. So you put your ankle to the ankle. Now the heights don't harm. If I'm taller or shorter, the next brother's taller or shorter, if we're ankle to ankle, it doesn't harm. Another benefit, Ikhwan, as we mentioned in the Salah in the class, if our feet are too far apart, now stand there, if my feet are too far, the shoulders separate automatically. There's no way you can be like this and be shoulder, like Allah didn't create the body like that. So if my feet are too far, I'm not going to be to my brother's shoulder on the right, nor on the left. And if my feet, pitch your feet closer to you. So now our feet are closer. The next brother here, if his feet is a little slight, it's going to be impossible also. So the sunnah is that your feet are right under your own shoulders, based upon your height. Look at your ankle, and then shoulder to shoulder, for example. There's another narration that comes in the meaning, the best of the people are the ones that has the softest, the meaning of the hadith, softest shoulders, meaning in the salah, their shoulders touch. Another benefit, another benefit, ikhwan, a lot of times we have so many ikhtilafat, and difference of opinion, and argumentation. The origin of a lot of that is what? Who knows? Misunderstanding. Ignorance of what? Of the, of the religion, but something specific. The fiqh, understanding of? Of the salah. What part of the salah? The sunnah. The sunnah of what? Ah, making the rows straight. Line up shoulder and shoulder and foot to foot. In the time of the message of Allah, sometimes we should try to do this, but I guarantee you're going to get mad. I guarantee you. Except the brothers that are really on the sunnah. Because it's going to take time. A lot of times we come and we only have four minutes here, Juan. Sometimes the brothers are looking at you, hey, hey, they're waiting. Because they have to go, they have to go to work, they have family, they have something important. That's, that's fine. At any rate, if we did it how the Prophet did it, it's going to take us five minutes to get the road straight. And one of the narrations, the Prophet used to go up and down each row. Nobody does this in America no more. Nobody does it. You only see this overseas. Pakistan, Africa, Yemen, Saudi You only see that there. Where the Imam is going to go up and down each row. Checking each person. That's going to take 10 minutes to start. 10 minutes. So now I'm already late. Automatically. So I'm going to get mad. And some of the narration the Prophet. And some narrations the Prophet will go behind the people and touch their feet. And touch their shoulders to make sure the shoulders, the rows were straight. And then when the rows are straight, the Prophet would say, Allah Akbar. Sometimes you can appoint someone. You check that row, your shape, you check those rows, you check those rows. And then when they're correct, the, the person would establish the, the shoulder is touching if the feet is not touching. Now you correct them. 
A lot of times the things that we each other or not. Hey, in the hadith, the Prophet said, at top, eat a top, ankle to ankle. Another narration we can try to get to you, Juan. Only in India, Pakistan, and even the IC, and nobody said this. Just on the shoulders. Nobody said this. Let's, let's try our best. Did we, we do it? We are uncomfortable and, with keep touching everything. Just maybe now you go back to them, you recite the hadith. A lot of times we are ignorant, Juan. The brother made a good point. We don't do the sunnah most times because we don't know. No, no, no. Hey, sometimes, sometimes the person is wrong. Sometimes the person, that's what he was taught. If you go over the narration there, Juan, a lot of times, as one brother, I was teaching one time in South Jersey, the brother from India, Pakistan. He said, in my country, we don't learn these hadith books that you're going over. They are for our elders. We don't learn these hadith books. He said, no, these are for what we call the elders. He said, you're telling us to go to Bukhari and to Muslim. He said, in my country, I can't read Bukhari and Muslim. I said, why? He said, we, we learn, no, these are for the scholars only. I said, but that's not why Bukhari wrote that. That's not, Bukhari wrote this for the everyday Muslim to learn, everybody, to, to, collectively. At any rate, sometimes the person just doesn't know, for example. But even if they don't do it, they should turn them. This is the hadith of the sunnah of the Prophet you know, and you'll be amazed here. How many people say, hey, I never knew that hadith. I never learned the likes of that. You'd be amazed here. At any rate, little by little, inshallah, time you teach the person. Another thing we don't do when we stop here, we don't really take time. You hear our beloved Imam, Imam Ayyub, when he's saying in the beginning, and he translates it sometimes. When they say, lam, shodan, foot to foot, is so well, means to make straight. Istawu, istawu. Imam Anasai mentioned his sunan that you say it three times. Istawu, istawu, istawu. Because the Prophet used to usually say it three times. Make your roll straight, make your roll straight, make your roll straight. There are many narrations what the Prophet would say. And one will stop here. The Prophet would say, Sawu sufufakum. Fa'inna taswiyatul safi min tamam salah. Make your roll straight. For making the roll straight is a part of the perfection of the salah. And one narration the Prophet would say, uh, And one narration the Prophet would say, Make your roll straight. Not shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot. And if you do not, Allah is going to cause dissension in your hearts. One narration, dissension in your faces. Shaykh Baudani says, This hadith shows that most of the argumentation of the Muslim Ummah today is because we don't line up shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot, as the Prophet said, or if you don't line up correctly, Allah is going to cause dissension in your hearts. And that's most of us. Like our Sheikh said in some Masajid, we don't even line up shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot. So you can imagine how we may argue with different or different difference of opinions and the likes. The one sunnah the main, not the main, but a tremendous aspect of, of, of salah, we don't even do. Dissension of the, the heart, could you elaborate? Dissension is ikhtilafat of the qulub, the differences of the hearts. Disunity. Hey, for example, disunity. A lot of times when people can be unified, we can be gathered together, but we can be divided. Meaning if our hearts are not on the proper belief, the belief of Islam, the Quran and Sunnah, the correct methodology, we could be a thousand Muslims together. That don't mean we're unified. We're gathered. Unification is when the people have the correct methodology, the correct belief of the Quran and the Sunnah. So the Prophet is saying, if you don't line up like this, 
then you're going to have disunity, dissension in your hearts, for example. But there's some small benefits that maybe one day we'll come and bring some of the narrations. We'll try to write them down, memorize them, to apply them, inshallah ta'ala. You'll be amazed how many hadith there are regarding straightening the roles. Line up shoulder, shoulder, foot to foot. So in my humble opinion, the next issue is going to be what line is our masjid going to use? That's the next issue. If we say let's use the lines, okay? Let's put our ankles on the lines, the heels. Which line? Are we going to use the first line or the second? They both will be allowed, but it's up to the jama'ah, for example. But I would say not the toes. But another benefit, Yaqwan, if you use the rows as a guide, say the people line up, and most of the row is up here, and the little of the row is behind, then it'll be more honorable for the little to come with the majority. So you just gotta be patient too. If you're gonna to say, we have to make some decisions inshallah. Are we gonna use the first line or the second line? Both of them are allowed. It's up to the community, it's up to the administration, it's up to the board, the jama'ah. But it should be the heels and not the toes. What is the pillar that breaks the line? Now the pillars, try your best not to stand between the pillars. Try your best. But when it's crowded, Jumu'ah, you're free Allah to the best of your ability. Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Tutagabun, Fattaqullaha matata'atun. Free Allah as much as you have the ability to. So if the masjid is like tonight, you shouldn't make a line by the pillars. You shouldn't try to divide the line. Try your best. But if it's crowded and you get stuck by the, the row, you need for a lot of ability, inshallah ta'ala. Just like praying behind by yourself. It's not from the sunnah to pray alone. Somebody should step back and pray with their brother. If you see someone praying by themselves, somebody should step back and pray with him. Someone else comes in, you step back up, and they join that row. But if you're by yourself and it's really crowded, and you can't get nowhere, you can't get up there with the imam, you're going to say, oh, la salat ali, there's no prayer for me then. No, not like that, ya yeah. You still pray, you free a pray by yourself. May Allah bless you all your heart. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, I'm